0: This is Viterbi Voices, the podcast. Your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more directly from our faculty, students, and other members of the engineering community here at the University of Southern California.
1: This is your co-host, Rhea Chari, and welcome to episode 64. With application season in full force, a few VSAs and myself decide to get together and ask Paul some of your burning questions about the application, from essays to interviews to classes and more. Tune in to hear tips and tricks for your USC app, and be sure to catch our live chat this Sunday, November fifth at seven PM to ask us some of your own questions. Without any further ado, here's Nash, Sophie, Michael, and Paul, busting some admission myths and answering some of your burning questions.
0: Okay, so you guys wanted to talk to me about admission questions.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things you hear around, you know just applying and, like, even at campus about kind of how the application works and, and how people get accepted and what it takes to get accepted. So Yeah, I sure. mean, we need
3: to get into Meet USC's this season, which are on-campus mm-hmm. programs and mm-hmm. getting lots of questions mm-hmm. from the students. So, you know, I wanted to
4: make sure we had the facts straight for mm-hmm. you, Paul. Okay. And, and I'm going to be honest really quick, because I'm, being a senior, I, I don't really remember a lot of the admissions process because that was – Four handsome years ago. So uh, four handsome years ago.
2: Yeah. Four and some. Uh, so, yeah. four, so four handsome, four
4: handsome <laughs> years uh, no, no, ago. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I heard that uh,
5: too.
0: Right, like, why don't we tell everybody who you guys are, and we'll, so we understand who the voices are.
3: All right, we'll start off over in this corner of the room. My name's.
0: Thanks for describing the physical location.
5: (laughs) Hey, you gotta give the
3: visuals of the podcast, right? (laughs) Like, where, you know, we need the little, like, sound clips of, like, maybe some people walking by the office or something. That would be funny.
5: Um,
3: Yeah, my name's Sophie Pepin. I am a senior here. Yeah, wow, four years. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um studying chemical engineering with an emphasis in petroleum. Do you want me to give like my whole spiel or some of my spiel? I or... think that
0: may whatever you want, tell. Them.
3: All right. I am also an alternate captain on women's ice hockey on campus, which is super fun. We have a game coming up next week and that should be a blast. I am also involved in research in our petroleum engineering departments. I've got to travel for conferences and awesome stuff like that. And I have worked for uh, Chevron for the past two summers as a drilling engineer, and I will also be returning there after graduation to work very for cool. them. So I'm very excited about that. Do you that. know
0: where you're going to work in Chevron?
3: Um, so department or locate or either? Yes. Um, so I'm working in the drilling department, which for those of you that are not in petroleum. Um, the drilling part of the people is like what you would think of like you know the actual drilling rigs so like i will actually be in the field location um being very hands-on with my work and getting a lot of experience so that i can go into the office in a couple years and really take that experience into all of the designs for the well bores and other things and so lots of concerns for safety and do you know what
0: location you're gonna be in
3: bakersfield Bakersfield, so that's uh two hours north of here Cool. And uh if you're driving from Los Angeles to San Francisco, you would stop in Bakersfield for in and out.
2: Cool, Nash? Hi, guys. Uh, My name is Nash Galbitz. I'm also a senior, like Sophie, uh, but I'm studying aerospace engineering. Um, I'm originally from Colorado, uh, and I've always loved aviation, airplanes, everything that has to do with flying. Uh, I'm also uh, a licensed pilot, so I've flown seaplanes, some other small planes, kind of four to six seaters around. Uh, I've done some research on aerodynamics, and I've worked for Boeing uh, doing flight testing. So my life kind of revolves around airplanes and uh, aerospace engineering and that sort of thing. Um, Next year, I'll be heading up to planes. Yeah.
0: And the movie plans. The of video Pixar movie <laughs> That is
2: That is the anthem of my life. No. Um, so next year, uh, after graduation, I'll be heading up to Seattle, Washington, which is actually where Michael is from, uh, and I'm going to be working full-time for Boeing doing flight testing. So I'll be the guy on the planes making sure they're safe before you get
4: on your next Southwest flight. <laughs>
2: That's great. And hi, everyone. My name is Michael Thorson.
4: I'm a senior, also studying aerospace engineering. I actually initially started out as astronautical, but switched my sophomore year because uh, Nash here told me, or he took, me, he, <laughs> he took me flying and, and was telling me all about the plane, and I had to take a few classes about uh, how planes fly, so I switched over. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, like I said, I'm a senior. In the past at USC, I studied at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab last summer. Or, sorry, I, I interned there. I was really excited working integration and tests. So I'm kind of more on the space-focused side of things, which is really exciting. And at USC, I mean, I've done a whole load of projects from... Uh, starting kind of like a, a tech startup for an uh, on-campus accelerator called Lava Lab, if you've heard of it. It's really interesting. Uh, i then had him also working on a senior project with Nash, actually, uh, for our aerospace like Capstone. And in that, uh, we're producing plasma to improve the efficiency of an airplane wing. So that's, that's really interesting. But a little bit of background, too, is I never thought I'd be doing things like this high level, especially when I was in high school. Because in high school, I was... I super into downhill longboarding, and I did mock trial and ran cross-country, but I just happened to like space and science. So it's been a big journey coming through college, um, for sure. I've changed a lot since my senior year, but I've learned a lot as well, which is pretty exciting.
0: Cool. So I think that's a good transition into what, what we wanted to talk about, which is, you know, from senior year, when you guys were, at this point, October of your senior year, applying to colleges— Trying to figure out what's going to happen. I mean, first of all, like it, it seems like a whole lifetime ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, literally
3: could not imagine going through that process again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like it was a very painful process for you.
3: You know, I only applied to four colleges too, so it wasn't like I was only writing four. Yeah, I only oh. applied to four because I knew I wanted to go into petroleum engineering because I've been a nerd about it for a long time. So okay. I only applied. Basically so you had
0: like one. basically the options of petroleum engineering. Yes, schools. that was
3: it. And I mean, then I actually applied to USC before I found out that there's not a real petroleum major here. <laughs> there's only the master's program, but it turned out great.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then there's Nash. How many schools did you apply to?
2: I applied to about 11, so I could say, you know, a little bit more than Sophie, by a factor Mm of two or so. Uh, But for me, I really didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. I'll be quite Mm -hmm. honest. Uh, I kind of, you know, new senior year, okay, check out colleges, start to apply. But the first time I heard of the Common App was when it was released the year I was supposed to apply, which was August 1st, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But before then, I really, I was just like, okay, I'm going to apply to college, and I kind of, Sort of stumbled through the process didn't exactly know you know how it worked, uh, but yeah, I ended up applying eleven schools. Uh, it worked out really well. I'm really happy I'm here today, but i I didn't really have too much guidance either. Um, my parents obviously applied to college a really long time ago, so I was kind of figuring it all out as I went yeah yeah,
4: yeah. how yeah. many? Uh, I only applied to six, uh, and the reason I did that is because what I knew senior years I wanted to be in Washington state where I'm from Seattle. I want to be in California where the sun is because I want to get out of the rain or I wanted to go to Colorado because I love to ski, and there's a lot of good mountains over there, so uh three states limited me to six schools in my opinion, so it was all right,
0: okay, so I think that's an interesting place to start this out, which is you know how admission works and how, what are the, some of the myths and questions that we tend to get and questions maybe you guys had or things that you thought about in this process and yeah i mean how let's how many schools did you apply to
1: uh- I applied to like eighteen or twenty, but that's also because I was from California. What? I to
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm keep cool keep, mind,
0: keep that. i keep my is from Rhea is from uh, the South oh. Bay of San Francisco and San Jose. <laughs> yeah. and that is probably the low end. That is one
5: hundred
1: percent
0: the low end. Wow. Yeah, that was so, for a while. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Eighteen to twenty schools. Eighteen Reese? to
1: twenty schools. I applied to a lot, but also i being from California. I Applied to all the schools in the UC system. So that was like nine, nine. already. That's nine. Um, yeah. It's one application. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's right. like it was nine schools, but it was one application. Um, and then I applied to a bunch of different schools, and I wanted to stay in either California. I applied to one school in Washington, and then East Coast.
0: Hmm. Okay, cool. So, what are the things that? So, what are the things that you want to know? I think now that you guys are seniors, and and we can reveal all the secrets. <laughs>
2: Finally. Finally. The no. mail's lifted. <laughs> I think uh, for me, the, the first choice I had, I was really interested in aviation and aerospace, right? So I'm like, okay, I like math and science. Maybe engineering's a thing for me. But I'd read online that, you know, at certain schools, there are majors that are either easier or harder to get into. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of nervous because I was like, well, aerospace engineering, there's probably a lot of smart people who would apply to that. You know, is it, is it going to be really hard for me to, to get into this school if I choose a certain major? And I didn't really know who to ask you know, and unfortunately, I didn't or call the Office Obviously, of do mission. I have
1: better chances because it's right. no applying to patrol. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: right, and so I was really concerned and, like, kind of, you know, curious about, well, do I choose aerospace, do I choose this one? So maybe yeah. kind of touch a little bit on if it matters or, you know, if my choice was right in the end. That's a um, good question.
0: Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, number one, Nash, your choice is always wrong. Just you just know that. Okay. Whatever you do it's I don't know. No, I think everyone thinks that. I mean, it or like, what are my chances of admission based on putting this major down versus this major? And and what's interesting, especially when you we've got this different geographic mix here and different interest, uh, just in you guys and the four of you, mm-hmm. um, I get this question in different ways. Uh, case in point, um, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? A week ago. I don't know. Something like that. I don't remember where I was. I was in Houston, and this question was all worried about petroleum engineering Mm -hmm. and all worried about everyone going into petroleum and how impacted is that major. Uh, And I won't answer that right now for a quick second, because four weeks ago, I was in San Francisco, and everyone was worried about computer science.
5: Yep. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) And and I could tell both of those cities that, you know, both of them are worried about completely different uh, populations. I think the, the easy answer is that, first off, we the, the thing that should be made clear is that there aren't any impacted programs mm-hmm. at the engineering school at USC, so that means that you don't have a greater or worse chance of admission based on what major you put down. Uh, there are equally competitive pools across the board, and there are students interested in all of the majors. Um, and it's respective to the population that we have here, and we're always able to adjust that population based on the incoming interest as well. And so if we have spikes in things, and if we have... Uh, an increased amount of interest one year, we can increase the amount of faculty and classes on a given year. So, for example, recently, computer science is—it's a legit concern because there's more interest in computer science now, nationwide in engineering schools than ever before. Uh, we've talked about it on this podcast a few times already. How there's just uh, a high school student now has much more access. It's easy to have access to computer science and programming than any other engineering discipline. Therefore, it tends to be the one that's the most in reach for students because all you need is a laptop and an Internet connection, and you can be taking online courses you know, late at night. What
3: do you mean? There's not, like, chemical plants
0: lying around? Right, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Lego <laughs>
5: chemical
0: plants? Right. You can't okay. take online aerospace classes or whether that's a, like, wh- wh- is that within reach? Mm-hmm. Well, this was described on this podcast, like, you don't learn about circuitry. Mm-hmm. Like, so people right. don't get interested in electrical engineering, right. but more and more kids are interested in, in computer science because there's – programming and software engineering is all much more in reach and it seems much more tangible not to mention the, the, that celebrity status of like computer companies and Apple's iPhone release and you know yeah. when the next operating system is coming out like why do we all know when operating systems come out it's, it's just as weird <laughs> in any other world that would be really weird <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that we can name uh, the, the CEOs of multiple computer companies right now yeah. like the, the head of Amazon Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, right, head of Apple. Tim Cook. Tim Cook, right, and you could just keep going all the way down to all these different companies, the head of SpaceX, head of what? Like they're all celebrities, mm-hmm. and when you have this the shifting of that, so basically, computer science is so much more in the mainstream, and this process is uh, something that I think people worry about, but they don't need to worry about in our application process. One because. It's incredibly hard just to get admitted to USC, first and foremost. Um, And you do not affect your chances of admission by putting engineering down in general, and you don't affect your chances by putting one engineering discipline over the other. Uh, We're considering them all somewhat equally. We're reviewing those applications. And when you're admitted to one of our majors in the engineering school, you're actually admitted to them all. And so the thing that I always tell students is don't worry about, don't try to strategize the admission process. Don't like, put down something because you think you have a better chance. And then, oh, that's how I'm going to backdoor into computer science. It, it, it won't work because putting down something that you're really not interested in, what that really does is it starts to make your application um, not very authentic. Mm-hmm. And it, you can start to s- kind of smell it, is what I say. Like, <laughs> you can smell it a mile away yeah. when you read the application. Yeah. And you guys have helped with like scholarship interviews before, and you read these applications, you see that they... you you can tell the ones that are like saying something real versus something that's just not really genuine and you want to find interest and passions that doesn't mean that a student has to be full bore, 110%. I'm definitely always going to be interested in aerospace engineering. But yeah, I was going
3: to ask about that because I was super interested in petroleum specifically. And so yeah. it's like how, you know, I'm talking to students who are like, well, I'm interested in these 10 things. Like, I don't know yeah. what to tell them. Maybe
0: yeah. I should help out with that. I, I, I always say just put down whatever you're most interested in, whatever sounds the coolest to you. Like, mm-hmm. and, and realize that we're not locking you into that program and make, and recognize that this process is recognizing the fact that students that are going through this are 17, maybe 18 years old. Uh, I don't have any expectations uh, that they know what they're doing or that they know what they want to do or how they're doing it, but just that they can identify something that's interesting to them or something that maybe they're passionate about. Uh, I think that term, what are you passionate about, gets thrown about, probably way too much these days you ask a high school student what are you passionate about i mean michael you were passionate about downhill longboarding (laughs) Uh, and and that's that's great but were you passionate about aerospace engineering no
4: i like space and i like building things that's about it cool and
0: but here's here's the difference and this is the disconnect i want to get to most of our audience is that that's literally all that you need but you probably explained it better in your application Mm. You know, like you didn't just say, I like space and I like building things, <laughs> serious, and I'm awesome, four yeah. handsome years later. Um, and... And you know it, it's about explaining why you like something explaining why you're interested in something and letting us know everything about yourself mm-hmm. when we're reviewing applications it's not about what major you put down or what particular you know score you got some of this 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 like black and white quantitative stuff it's much more about just who you are as a person and who you are as a person is is, is kind of fleshed out with all of those different questions that are on the on the application so that's a long answer but we're mm-hmm. bleeding into other topics but this idea is that you don't need to worry about what major you put down you don't need to strategize this process you don't have a lesser or worse chance because we have no impacted programs an impacted program at most engineering schools what that means is that there's a set number of seats in every one of the majors mm, and so for example for 2018 at this at XYZ University we're going to be able to bring in only 20 aerospace engineers and only 5 computer scientists and only 30 chemical engineers and, and so that's what impacted means there's a set number we don't have any impacted
5: programs Cool.
0: so hopefully that helps Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long, but get your registration in now at viterbi.link visit. Hope to see you soon.
1: In
3: terms of like the actual the uh, substance of the, the application you know, getting into essays and activities and stuff is there any specific you know activities that you guys are looking for like are you know you're supposed to have mm. like leadership and volunteering and a part-time job and then those are like is there any categories you're looking for or just kind of no and
0: I think it was interesting to point this question back at you guys I mean if you go back through your high school involvements what yeah. were they Sophie?
3: Uh, yeah, leadership and volunteering is kind oh, of Oh, so you're yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> did I put
5: in Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leadership
0: like what? do you mean with leadership?
3: Yeah, you know, I just I was in like all the student government student stuff, government? so yeah. that's a, you know, classic like planning homecoming and all that good stuff, and then I also did like kind of a school district-wide thing where I was like helping mm-hmm. between like administration and students yeah. and Got getting it. some student feedback yeah. in I there. I kept
2: hearing well-rounded being thrown around so much yeah. by my college admissions counselor like you need to be this well-rounded, you know, student and you need to have all these different things. Right, you need to be really smart, really good at sports, or really involved in clubs, or, you know, just, like, these different segments. I also, like, didn't have
3: any engineering clubs, really. Like, I was in robotics for one year, and the robotics club was, like, not great, and I was the only woman, so I was like, I'm not into this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, for me, like, my school didn't even offer anything semi-related to engineering. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, computer science uh, class to take. They they added it the year after I left. The closest thing I could get was AP Calculus my senior year. That's the only time they offered it to. Mm-hmm. So I was, I mean, some people could look at me in high school and either say, that kid was really confused, or <laughs> I would answer, I was just finding things that I enjoyed doing. For some reason, high school me really liked mock trial, and I did that for four years, ran cross-country, even though I was definitely one of the slowest kids on the team. <laughs> and outside of school, I, I liked to skateboard and make videos. And mm-hmm. I don't know I guess none of those are connected to engineering but now in my life I love engineering and it just kind of you know progressed Mm -hmm.
2: yeah so I guess maybe for students or people like myself you know who are applying like oh I like all these things but maybe they're not aerospace or I like flying but maybe that's not aerospace or you know chemical engineering those classes don't exist in high school I mean is that okay you know how do you how do you pursue something you're interested in the reason I asked
0: you guys is because you just Answered that question, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, there isn't a set thing that we're looking for, and we're not looking for well-roundedness necessarily. Um, and and often, it's this um, and, and prospective engineers, and even you guys in your answer, you guys are like, yeah, that doesn't mean engineering. I don't know why I did it, and it's because you like doing yeah, it, yeah. And, and it's just like part of your growth process. And who were you as a person, regardless of what you were doing, and and that will show through in your application because you were doing stuff. I always tell students, the most important thing in high school is to just make sure you're doing something. Mm -hmm. If you're just going to school and getting grades, you're not doing anything, you know? You go to school approximately 8 a.m. to 3 Mm p.m. That's it. So you've got maybe 30-something hours a week, and that means you've got all these extra hours in the week that you could be doing things, or what I should say, the rest of the Apple Apple is doing something with. You you add another 20 hours per week, let's say 3 to 7, on any given busy high school curriculum of where you were probably doing these other things, like the involvement in mock trial, the involvement in leadership organizations, involvement in sports, when your practices were, when your involvement sports that was probably a good 10 to 20 hours all combined across the board. And so a student just going to school is probably doing 30 hours of work per week, and a student that's doing a lot of things is probably doing 50 hours per week. And then we haven't even touched homework yet Mm
5: -hmm. or studying.
0: Mm -hmm. And we haven't even touched weekends, Mm -hmm. you know, and weekends are not for cartoons. You know, they should be able (laughs) to, like, you should be expanding upon the rest of your involvements. And gaining experiences because the students that are doing those things are gaining experiences and as a result of that are becoming much more experienced in the world. They become a little more mature. They understand mm-hmm. how it works. Your participation in mock trial is incredibly valuable because of what you pulled out of it yourself, not because what I say mock trial is worth. Mm-hmm. It's whatever you pulled out of it. Your participation in leadership and student government and planning homecoming was what you pulled out of it and, and your skill set and how you learned about yourself.
5: And
3: now I'm planning events this year
0: See, with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so but, like, that's, but but my point is that like, it's what you, what you learned about yourselves and how you grew as people in high school. And so in, in the application, we're not looking for any particular, like, oh, they need this many hours of community service or that particular type of engineering organization. Uh, we don't have that expectation because every kind of high school environment is different. But what we do expect is that you are thriving in your relative community. Right. And each of you were thriving in your relative communities in some sort of unique or different way, whether that's sports or whether that's service or involvement, leadership, et cetera. And that thriving is important. And that's a kind of a, the, the bottom line. The engineering stuff always gets asked. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm not involved in robotics. Oh, my gosh, I, I haven't done a hackathon. Oh, my gosh, I haven't um, built my own rocket by the age of 10. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. all these things. And, and I don't have any expectation. Uh, and usually this question is asked because the kid is is or excuse me the student is very interested in music because like I don't know I've just been super involved in band, cool, that's fine. And then I always talk about whoever's in the room. I mean, Have you played a musical instrument? Most of the people have, and mm-hmm. then that ends up being this nice you know uh, uh, complimentary thing amongst all the people that are applying. So it's it's doing something. It's being engaged. We're not looking for well-rounded applicants. I think that's a really, really strong myth that you brought up, this idea yeah. of, like, you have to be well-rounded. Right. We're not looking for well-rounded applicants. We're looking to bring in the best students to create the most well-rounded class. And that means that a well-rounded class has lots of different types of people involved. Okay. Think of it like a puzzle, right? You can't have every puzzle piece exactly shaped the same. It won't work. It won't go together. And so, or well-rounded people need uh, the opposite of that. They need angular peeper, people to, to, to work together mm-hmm. with you know if if even just amongst you guys if there were just you all in a group project you would need different types of
4: people in that group project in order for it to be successful. I think
3: Michael and Nash are obviously even too close together. <laughs> <laughs> they, they,
4: I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but it fits. Like right. I'm, a, I'm a very analytical person. Nash is a very like, let's move forward, get things done fast. Yeah. So we work well together. I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I like that. So
0: that's that's really yeah. that's really the thing that we're looking for. So it's not about specific involvements. However, doing something versus doing nothing is is a big difference. Uh, and also, going back to the application how that is translated in your application is important. There are many students that do a lot of things and they just don't tell us really strongly like what they do.
4: Yeah, so I had a question about the application actually. because um, that was a big thing that was kinda hard for me to do in high school. I wasn't a very fantastic writer. It wasn't my first skill. So I had to work really hard on the Common App essay, for example. Uh, and it's hard to kind of reflect on, you know, all these experiences you have in high school and like, you know, write something that explains who you are. That like right. I really struggle with that. But what's kinda an example or like What's been one of your favorite essays to read, for example? Like, what really stood out about it? I know there's no one way to write an essay, but...
0: No, 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 that's a good question. And I think what I'll do is kind of redirect some of the energy of the question, Mm -hmm. in that um, I don't care about the essay that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me, personally. I'm not speaking on behalf of USC, but... And the reason I don't, let me back that up with kind of the whole point of this, is that I care about the whole application, Mm -hmm. and I think too many people... Are focused so much on the essay, even how you framed it. Yeah.
5: How it's do I say essay. who I am yeah.
0: in the essay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not. Uh, no one is expecting you to say who you are in the essay. It's why we have multiple things that we ask you in the application. And so keep in mind the whole context in which the essay lives. It's we're getting a uh, counselor report from your school that tells us about you from the outside looking in. Like what does your counselor in your school think of you? And usually that has some sort of um, aggregate set of comments from teachers. Um, and so they usually survey teachers and kind of get some information that kind of gives us this. The school believes this is what Michael Thorson is like and et cetera. And it gives us this whole picture of you. Uh, we have your grades and your, your academic history. We have your test scores. We have your, your one essay on that one topic that you happen to choose, mm-hmm. which is always various points. Mm-hmm. And then we've got all the other short answer questions that we're looking to understand, like, Um, What are you interested in? Why are you interested in that? What's most important to you of your involvement here in engineering? We ask a couple other questions this year related to the grand challenges and also another one related to teamwork and collaboration. And so none of these are like the linchpin of admission. And I think that's what's so interesting is that most people, I think the high school educational process and college counseling process has spent so much time building up the essay, and I'm building these big right. air quotes, like, <laughs> your college essay. Right. Right. <laughs> like you start working on it junior year, yeah, and so it gets it gets embedded into you this this le- level of importance. I'm on the other end of that, and I'm actually I'm I'm pretty I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, this process kind of, it kind of whittles me down over time in that most essays these days start to sound very similar hmm. because mm-hmm. I think they've been so worked and reworked and reworked and reworked <laughs> by the same teachers over and over and yeah. over again that I don't know whether it's you anymore. Uh, so I think some of the worst essays are so reshaped that it's not actually your words anymore.
2: Mm. So that was kind of my question too, you know, when I was writing my essay, first off, I had two essays until the last moment. And it was a huge decision of which one <laughs> do I even copy and paste from Word into the application. But also, you know, should I show this to someone? Should someone look at it? Should I show it to my teacher, my parents? Is it good enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. just me looking at it? Yeah,
0: know? I think that's what's important is that you you, you should show it to people. because. I think what I mostly get out of any writing sample is it's how you are communicating your ideas. Uh, First of all, what are your ideas and how are you communicating them? Um, It's not, like, me personally, and this is not true of everyone, but I'm not personally evaluating it from a a high school English perspective. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not looking... No SAT words or... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I forget... I've told this story before, but there's one year in particular where I just lost track of how many essays opened with, I think it's onomatopoeia. Is that the right
3: word?
5: Oh, like, like uh, a yeah, sound, word. sound. I'm opening every yeah. day because I study, study so hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my yeah. God! One year, one year, if I got another freaking essay, yeah. did yours
4: open with <laughs> onomatopoeia? Mine opened with onomatopoeia. It was either that it was either the first or second sentence. Oh man. Be, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I get in yeah. one year in particular, it was not only just onomatopoeia, but it was onomatopoeia related to an injury. And it was like thwack <laughs> or crash
1: oh,
5: or
0: snap. There went my professional soccer career. <laughs> and it's like,
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like I
2: definitely
0: wrote about Oh sports man. Injury. Right, And and oh, and oh, I remember oh. I remember walking around the halls this this at this time of year and I was like are, are kids getting hurt more than when I was in high school yeah. like how many sports how many how many career ending sports yeah, injuries can in in exist school. in yeah. one particular year <laughs> and so like to me that's what that, that's, that's what I mean is a byproduct of this like over editing mm-hmm. that gets to this like uh, melodrama yeah. that's inside of an essay and, and an essay again is just one of the written responses that is hopefully there to piece together who you are To me, the application is a bunch of different data points that when done well, it gives us this like these different points that we can create some of this 3D wireframe of who you are and also the context in which you have operated. And so what was your school like? What was your community like? And then how did you or that wireframe interact with that community? How is that community a little bit different? How are you a little bit different so that we can get a good sense? And then at the end of the day, when we understand that, first of all, we have to understand that. And when we don't understand it, then there's no reason for us to consider it further. Right? And so, like, if I have questions and I don't understand what's going on, I've got, as of last year, i got 12,000 other applications. So why would I ever spend time worrying about this one that didn't do a good job of explaining it or I'm just confused? Like, inside jokes never go well in an application. Mm-hmm. Uh, a certain specific type of sense of humor like, mm-hmm. that just doesn't translate well in writing mm-hmm. never goes well because all of a sudden I'm scratching my head and I don't know what to do. Um, so, first, understanding all of those kind of 3D aspects. And then once you have that, our job is not to evaluate who we think is the best 3D rendering. It's to say, okay, now that we understand what this rendering is, we can say, all right, great, let's project forward. And we know our context that's here. We know what our classrooms are like. We know what our current student body is like. We know what our faculty are like. We know what this place is like, what our mission is like, and what our overall kind of vibe is. And do we, who do we believe is going to be the best combination of people to put into this setting? And so it's kind of like imagining your classes right now and saying who's going to sit next to each other, and this person's going to sit next to that person, and that person's going to sit next to that person, and therefore that team is going to be far more collaborative and productive in the same way we were just talking about with the previous answer. And so essays are just one piece of that. And I think more often or not they're important. More often or not I think they're overemphasized in in that students focus so much on them sometimes to their detriment because it's not their writing anymore. And I will point out one other thing. Um, it is interesting, you can tell when you've spent nine months on your essay, and when you spent a day on your other short answers.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Your your application has two distinct voices, and I don't know which one is real. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very telling to me. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there. Send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now, back to the episode.
5: Speaking
3: of short answers, um, do they still have the, like, three-words-to-describe-me mm. question on yeah. the application. And is the right answer three of the five traits of a Trojan?
4: No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> God, no. And how many times do you get that? Oh, my
3: God.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, so we have... Uh, the university has this... Um, the section on the application called quick takes. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, so do you, you remember some what's favorite some, like favorite
2: food.
4: music, food, like yeah. movie? Yeah, movie, yeah. Yeah. dream job. Yeah. yeah. I was
3: like, nerd, and I was like, petroleum engineer.
4: No. <laughs> F- favorite food was buffet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think uh, similar to everything else, different students read into too many parts of these things a little yeah. bit much, and, and they, they worry a little bit too much about those. The quick takes, and one of the quick takes is three words to describe you. Um Is uh, have fun with it. Uh, Just the first thing that pops into your head, like what tells us more about you? Again, if you go back to my previous answer, what fills in more of that wireframe for us? Um, Your job is not to stand out. Amongst everyone. I mean, I think sometimes people hear, oh, you've got to stand out. It's another myth that comes But The
1: out. weirdest word
0: you the can weir- Yeah, <laughs> you know. Or talk
2: about your life as ice cream and lasagna and use it as a metaphor. Yeah. I heard that one uh, too. Yeah. yeah. I remember that essay? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> and I think, I, I think that you take a big gamble by, by playing games like that. Um, or like sometimes. We'll share these around uh, the university a lot where, like, there'll be different versions of not only not really just the aspects of the Trojan, but sometimes working in, like, the word Trojan into an adjective, which I saw before. Okay. Like, it was, <laughs> like, like <laughs> Tro- Trojany and, like, I can't like, I, I remember I what the exact oh, examples were, but I was like, oh, wow, this guy's trying hard. At the end of the day... There's more substance in the rest of the application, right? And so you're not going to make or break any admission decision by any one of these data points, let alone anything in the quick takes. The three words are whatever makes sense to you. Um, often or not, more often than not, um, when students try to make some sort of big play on these, it usually doesn't go well. Um, the the idea of standing out, like, oh, you got to make sure, like that other myth that I hear, you got to stand out in the application process. The ones I could tell you that stand out it's never good reasons why they speak. <laughs> like the ones I remember are not good. There is one exception. And I'm not saying for anyone to do this, but there was one year where somehow someone in a very smooth, clean way, and I can't remember, somehow worked in Chuck Norris into every one of those answers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just oh, more man. impressed that it was it was like it was clear. Like it wasn't it wasn't um
4: it wasn't it wasn't like
0: shoehorned in. It was yeah. like a really great way to describe <laughs> Everything, one of those answers, best food, like whatever Chuck Norris ate last <laughs> night. Or, like, I, I just, I laughed and I yeah. moved on, and and you know the rest of the application was much more important. But
5: that's
2: funny. <laughs> Maybe one um, overemphasized thing, at least for me, uh, when I was in high school, was you know uh, grades being important, but to the point that. You have to get straight A's, or your grades matter so much. Like oh. a B is bad news, or if you get a C, there's no way you're gonna get into a competitive school, or right. this or that. And uh, for me, I didn't realize that was a concern, so I started to apply, and then I heard people talking about how bad it was. And if you I was got like, a
3: Oh, it's too late to do anything now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: I started my vacation. But I mean, yeah. how you know how true is that? Like, do is a B really like a deal breaker? Is that a big deal?
0: Well, let me ask you guys. Did you have B's?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> right. So, okay. I
2: didn't, so that's why I'm just so scared.
0: <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I'm, no, no, no. I mean, there are many ways that a student with straight A's cannot be admitted. There are many ways that a student with less than that cannot be admitted. And I think this goes back to my earlier answer, which I'll, I'll probably keep referring back to, which is that all of these are data points in this, like, overall kind of hologram that we're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that said, when you get into grades, that's part of kind of the academic bedrock or the foundation that we're trying to build your new future academic career on. And so that has to be somewhat solid. And so the preparation that we're looking for specifically in the engineering program is that you need to be doing well in the hardest classes available to you. Uh, and then specifically in math and science, you need to be doing well. And, and, and usually that makes sense. Um, but getting straight A's is not what we're looking for necessarily. Mm-hmm. We want you to be doing well. Now, that typically means A's and B's. Um, But if you took the wrong classes, that's the more important step there, right? And so you can get straight A's in taking the easiest classes at your high school. And I'm pretty sure we're never going to admit you. And so that would prove that whole theory entirely right. wrong. Right. Getting A's and B's in the right classes, meaning like have you engaged in the hardest classes, and that usually at most high schools are honors, AP, or IB classes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the thing that's most important to us. And specifically in math and science, we need to see at least a year of calculus prior to, uh, to graduation to do well in that.
5: But
3: can I? So this with this whole calculus preparation thing, I so I took AP Calc my junior year, and then I was good family friends with this stats professor at Denver University, and he was like, oh yeah, you should take stats, because you're going to take calculus in college, like you should just mm-hmm. take stats senior year, because that'll prove super useful. So I was like this close to going into stats my senior year, mm-hmm. that would have been rough for this application process, because it would have been me going from AP Calc to AP Stats. <laughs> yeah, so
0: did, what'd you do, in BC?
3: I did Calc BC, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, my recommendation is that, well, first of all, you need at least a year of calculus before you graduate. Uh, we need to see success in that. I think, and that's what we're looking for. Beyond that, you can do whatever you want. Our recommendation is my personal recommendation is you continue moving on through calculus because you all know that's the building block for everything you yeah. end up doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been proven in, in multiple studies that the, the slower absorption of calculus over time actually makes you much more successful in it over time. And so more often than not, we see a lot of students that are, like, skipping A, B, just going to B, C, junior year, and then taking stats, senior year, which, again, that's what you did, Rhea, right? Yeah. 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 It's totally fine, and I'm sure you're fine, but if you have the option, Mm -hmm. I I think it's, educational-wise, it's better to go A, B, then B, C, and then move on. Or if you start at B, C, then maybe go into multivariable calc. Mm-hmm. Afterward, and kind of continue that calc trend if you can, just because I consider calculus um, like any other sports program, it's part of your workout regime. Mm-hmm and you don't just like work out really fast really hard yeah, for a year and then take it off for a year, year. yeah <laughs> yeah, you have to like keep continuously working out so the reason Michael was not very fast at running is because he just he only he did it casually he didn't do it year mm-hmm. round and like work on it continuously over time and then progressively inch himself up in these different platforms right and so I just mean,
3: a little uh, visual description Paul's doing some nice hand motions of like a stair step d- graph no, just so
0: drawing, you I'm can drawing. see I, yeah,
3: yeah just
0: you know I do a, a lot of unique step function
2: is, actually no.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do Lot, I do a lot of graph drawing like with some my hands.
3: Going on here yeah. just to help out with the.
0: <laughs> One of these days, I need to figure out how to do this the opposite way because then I'm looking at it from my perspective and I know that's the wrong way. Oh, this. it's it. That's <laughs>
5: <it's> true.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I need to figure out how to do it like this. You know, you need to do that stepping up. But anyways, yeah, calculus. Again, none of these things are deal breakers. It's not like, like, Rhea, you did BC junior year. You did stats senior year. You still got admitted, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I was at this session in the Bay Area, and everyone freaked out. I got all these emails like, oh, my God, you're saying you're not going to admit me. Yeah. I'm saying, no, you're doing what you can. I'm just saying, recommendation-wise, here are some recommended tracks. And if you've met those minimum thresholds for preparation, then you have that. Perfect. That's all we're really looking for. Um, students that have had more preparation, yeah, that means they've had more preparation. Does that mean that they're more desirable in the admission process? Not necessarily. And so what I want to do is separate minimum thresholds for preparation to how we select students for admission. And I don't think either of them have to do with one another. And so this idea of have you, have you uh, surpassed this threshold for preparation and done it well and proven that you're going to be successful in our program, and then do we think that, that this is a good place for you as much more of that subjective, qualitative criteria that we're looking at for the rest of that, that wireframe? So yeah. I forget what the question was. I've been talking for so long. Um,
5: um, was I it cal really,
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just shared my calculus story and how I thought I almost didn't get in, but apparently I could have yeah, gotten right. in. So, Well, I know that, I know Michael was talking about it a little bit earlier, but um, there are some high schools that offer, you know, a lot of AP and IB and and honors classes and there's some high schools that don't offer any of those at all or maybe very few so how would um what about students that attend high schools that don't offer a ton of those classes they might not even offer calculus at all
0: so um the the key point is in the first part of my answer Mm -hmm. to the earlier question which is the hardest classes available to you and i think a lot of people skip over that because we spend so much time talking about this distinction of certain AP classes Mm -hmm. and recognize that Maybe only one of these is offered to you. And yeah. so uh, you're, you're being evaluated based on your context that's available to you. And so if your school maxes out at calc AB, then that's the h- highest that's available to you. That's all we're really worried about. Um, we're not going to penalize you because a school across the country has AB, BC, multivariable, and linear algebra, Diffie Q, right. as part of their math <laughs> curriculum. Um, it's just what, what's available to you and have you done well in that. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I don't know if anybody... Did anybody else do interviews when you guys got there? I think I oh, did. Yeah,
4: I was? did, and I think it was the worst interview I've ever had. I hope you don't remember it. <laughs> I was going yeah. to... remember the interview? Yeah, you interviewed me. In oh, Seattle? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was in Seattle. It was... It was, it was it, I think yeah. we, the question was like, oh, what do you like to do in, during the summer? And I just said love to just check out Seattle. <laughs> just left it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Paul's yeah. going to go look at the records right up, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh so, yeah. yeah.
2: Wait, what year did you start? Uh, uh, 2014. 2014. Yeah. That's hilarious. And I had an interview with Becky, and yeah, she I still remembers it in Denver, yeah, right? Yeah, it still yeah. remembers yeah. mine. Yeah, boring. but I was like, okay, this is an interview. Like, what's going to go on? Is this, <laughs> yeah. like, am I going to make or break my admissions decision with this interview? And I was super nervous, and I, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Becky used the word intense when I asked her the other day. She was like, yeah, you were pretty intense. I
2: was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> little high school Sophie. <laughs> yep. How oh, did
4: you find oh, this? Wow. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, way. Oh, I'm reading it right now. Oh man. Oh,
1: I'm so excited. Are... Can
2: we hear a few of the words? Um, so your brother went to Santa Clara. Yeah.
0: And okay. you're really interested in downhill skateboarding. You're an Eagle Scout. Yeah. You did your project on a farm.
4: Oh, yeah. I put, uh, put walls into a pig house. To is prevent- this where
1: the farming yeah. Farm Farm, pa- farm,
4: farm, farm pig, began?
5: pig pen
0: construction is what I wrote. <laughs> good,
4: good, good recall. It's not recall, I'm reading my notes. I know.
0: <laughs> I take good notes. <laughs>
4: uh, you, you, you tried out for a musical once. Twice. Twice. I ended up doing Les Rob and West Side Story. I actually forgot I did that. Did that? Yeah. And, you're, and you're
0: a senior class president? Yeah. Uh huh. You're interested in aerospace because of the Voyager 1 spacecraft? Yeah. And yeah. you seem to speak passionately about that? Um, Mm -hmm. you, uh, toured USC once before, fell in love with it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we had, uh, yeah, we just had a good conversation and I gave you a very positive interview.
4: There you go. I left that interview with a knot in my stomach. I was like, mom, I really hope he forgets that one. (laughs) So that's fun. Wow.
3: That is so interesting. Yeah. It's super (laughs)
4: cool to see the other side. Yeah. I, I wrote,
0: you're a very personable young man. Yeah. Oh, little wow. did I know right then. Yeah. Uh, I said you're, you're prepared. You're, <laughs> you're prepared for our curriculum and a good fit with our student body. You
3: should body. like keep that for yeah, any future on our job recommendations. Yeah. Honestly, like, said, Paul's pretty hard to impress. Yeah. So he, he, is,
0: he is quite talkative, but very <laughs> genuine.
1: Aww. 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 I feel like that's accurate. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: seems that's to love USC, and I believe he will be a leader among our students.
1: Wow. <laughs>
4: Thank wow. you. Man. I really appreciate that.
0: Now what scholarship did you get? Did you get a scholarship?
4: Yeah. Uh presidential scholarship.
0: So you, you even got a higher one than I recommended you for, so there you go. Wow.
4: <laughs> that's great. Well, I thought coming into college too, USC was my reach school. 'Cause I was I was like below average for the average SAT score and I was really scared about that.
0: Well that's one of the things another great myth mm-hmm. is that you look at freshman profiles, like what are the stats. Right. Yeah. Twenty
4: fifth to seventy fifth percentile of the test
2: scores, right? Yeah. So keep in mind talking about that. every one of
0: those kids got admitted. Yeah and you're not looking at those that were not admitted. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an interesting like, scope is that if people started publishing the stats of the students we didn't admit, you'd see the same numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it, I, mean, I don't wanna say it doesn't matter, mm. but it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's this idea of like, we've got so many great applicants. And those threshold for admission, that, that not threshold for admission, the threshold for preparation includes this idea of doing well on an SAT score. Meaning like, are you in that range? Cool, are you in that range? Yes, you were. You're below the average, but so were 50% of the people, mm-hmm. hence, <laughs> the, <laughs> hence the term average. <laughs> Right? So that (laughs) means you're in there. Uh, And and we had 12,000 applications. And so I would take a guess, I always tell people this, that probably around 75, 80% of our applicants in the engineering school are prepared and they've met that threshold. But the selection process is not so much about those data points, it's much more about these kind of qualitative things. Does an interview help you? Maybe. Uh, What I say is, an interview always helps us make the decision. Um, which may or may not help you. Uh, granted, <laughs> we're looking at people that have all been admitted, and you've been here, and we have good relationships, so I'm assuming they all went well.
5: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but, and obviously, like, and Michael, I'm sorry, I did not remember your interview. I apologize. It's
4: fine with me.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I do
0: remember that weekend, though. I remember that weekend really well. We were in Seattle. We were at the Hyatt right there. Yeah. And um, I remember where I ate lunch. And I right remember, lunch? what's that? Do
4: you, is that? Is that Bucca Bad Bunch? Lunch? No, there's, like a, there's like a sushi <laughs> restaurant around
0: around the corner there, and then one, there's a sushi restaurant like right next door where they have like sushi go around in a little tray. Oh, that's oh, good. Nice. That's fun. And then um, I remember the cab ride on the way back. to I remember a lot about that weekend, Fine. but I don't, <laughs> <laughs> sorry I don't remember you.
4: <laughs> you wrote notes. That's good enough for me, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but uh, interviews are something that, Never necessarily, first of all, admission decisions are never made or broken based on an interview alone because they're an entirely optional part of our admission process. The application is all that we need in order to make that admission decision. Statistically speaking, the amount of students that are admitted every single year, the majority of them don't have an interview. Because it's just physically impossible for the majority of our applicants to ever get an interview. Because we only do interviews here on campus and in a few select regional cities. Mm-hmm. Seattle being one of them. I
2: don't we think don't we're even doing Denver, Denver anymore. anymore. Yeah, Denver. yeah, I know. We haven't
0: done Denver yeah. in Denver's- years. God. So sad. Well,
3: Nash, we really screwed something <laughs> yep. up that they didn't <laughs> go back to Denver.
0: Yeah, for you, know? really. <laughs> so you guys, we're like that's it. Yeah, that, so uh, we're,
3: no more for Colorado. We're yeah. done.
0: We're yeah. done. Um, and so, you know, it's it's very limited. And the interview process is something where it can add a couple more points. But the question is, it does add points, and are those points positive or negative,
5: mm.
0: right, in our highly subjective, qualitative view of the person interviewing you? And so, like you said, like, oh, Paul's really hard to impress. It's not necessarily true people think. I want, I want people to think that's true. <laughs> um, but it's, um, it's a process where, you know, what I'm doing in the interview, and I do a lot of interviews and I, I read a lot of applications, and so I'm, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I'm not as optimistic as I used to be in this, you know, I, I get i get pretty pessimistic as the years go on, where I've kind of heard every single thing, like the idea of, like, an essay.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Essays and interviews are very similar to me. Like, the amount of prep that someone goes into an interview with, uh, if they start, like, launching into a, a soliloquy when I ask yeah, them yeah. a, a spiel, exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. where they're, like, you like know... A
2: personal sales pitch.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm just, like, okay... Okay, I don't think you're being genuine with me. I don't know whether you're really answering my question, and I don't know whether to believe you. And I just want to get to know you. And so I open every interview the same way, which is, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about 15, 20 minutes. The whole goal is for me to get to know you a little bit better. The only way you can mess this up is if you don't let me get to know you. And one way in which people mess that up is because they put up this front. And they don't let me get to know them. Case in point, I won't mention names, but it happened a couple of days ago. I was interviewing a kid right where you're sitting, Nash, and this kid came in and was like, way over here, like <laughs> like he was just like sitting like all the way in. Like, He's just hi. because he had a mission to show me Paul how. I just it- jumped over the table. I'm sorry. I was. What did you for every podcast? podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Des- describe the describe the place.
5: Sportscaster. Um,
2: Sportscaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sportscast
5: <laughs> One yard from
2: Nash. Yeah, <laughs> it was closer actually, but 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 this idea of like he he
0: had the mission to talk about how super pumped he was about USC, and I appreciate that like effort, mm-hmm. but it started to ring hollow because he was answering questions I wasn't asking. Like I asked him, so so why are you thinking about USC? And then he started going into like things he did in leadership and why that's proven that he's qualified for usc and i'm like oh okay um cool i get that we're going to talk about those things in a minute i was just curious like so why why usc why is it something that you're interested in and sometimes i have to reel them back in and i'll always adjust my interview in different ways you know mm-hmm. um and i can see when students are nervous when students are really enthusiastic and i'll adjust kind of my style a little bit more um but it's um an interview is something that people shouldn't forget about uh, where we are right now in late October, uh, every interview slot is taken. So there's no reason to even think about it. If, mm-hmm. if, you haven't, if you didn't get an interview appointment, don't worry about it. Just move past it. Focus on the rest of the application. because They that's shouldn't
3: where... camp in front of the admissions office oh, waiting God. for someone to Again, one of the again. things,
0: that's the idea. Do you want to stand out? Like, is there a, re- like a way to stand out? <laughs> and there's a way that we're going to remember you, and that's not a good way. We don't hold waiting lists for these interviews. They're very limited, and we offer as many as we can. And we may be, at the end of the day, are interviewing somewhere between 5 and 10% of the applicant pool maybe um and it's it's not it's not that that big of a deal did you interview
1: yeah you did uh, yeah but up in san jose
0: with who with
1: becky with becky mm-hmm.
0: so do you three do you interview becky you interview becky mm-hmm. and you interview becky yeah she's becky a softie is a stellar. she's a softie <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, no.
0: oh, wow. Wow. she's a softie <laughs> all right she's a softie um no, but like you know, we—I mean—we all read the interview notes the same way, and and it's it's just again the interview is, is a distilled version of how we would read the application, which is how, how do we get to know you? How do we understand who you are? And there's a lot of interviews I do where I don't I don't have like a strong connection. I don't you know feel really positive about a person. I don't think like oh my gosh that's amazing. Um, does that mean that the student's not going to be admitted? No, you know maybe the kid had a bad day. Maybe he's just really nervous. Maybe she. Um, felt uncomfortable in a one-on-one conversation with me, which, as you all know, is very easy to feel uncomfortable in a one-on-one conversation <laughs> you with me. We do
1: have
3: a pot that says Ashes of Problem Students on your desk, <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, that, that's I, when I when interview kids, I leave it right in front of me, and I eat out of it. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but this this whole thing is just, you know, do I, do I hold that against them or any of us? No, not at all. Um, but that information is now part of the application. And so I always tell students, you know, if, if you are worried about the interview process or you think you're not going to do well or you're nervous about it, just just skip it. Don't force yourself into it. And I also tell parents, parents, don't force your students into doing an interview. More often than not, More often than not, I see students that are like, you can tell they were kind of just pushed into my office. Mm-hmm. And they sit down and they don't know what to do. And they just think that I have to interview in order to get admitted. And that's a very painful conversation for both parties. And it's, you know, it's like, oh... I really wish you didn't do that. Like, I really mm-hmm. wish you could have had a better day than struggling to explain some pretty simple questions about yourself.
4: Mm-hmm. So, so I have a question just kind of like following that up too. Um, you have to go? Yeah. Okay. Bye, Sophie.
5: Bye,
3: everyone. Uh, it was really nice <laughs> talking <laughs> to you. Yeah. Sorry, I have to run to lab, and I have shorts on because it's 100 degrees out today, and you have to have proper lab work. So. <laughs> oh, you
0: mean you have to change? Yeah, I have to go yeah.
3: get pants, so... I'm not excited about that.
0: <laughs> I could be led with I'm wearing shorts without saying I have to go put on pants. Yeah, yeah that
3: was good. <laughs> well, I feel like it you if I said I have to go put on pants first. That's what I meant. That's what oh, I yeah. thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone.
5: Yeah.
4: So Michael, you uh you had a question? What you gonna say? Right? Yeah, I was gonna say, so you, you're kinda talking a lot this entire podcast about like all these, you know, different subjective or qualitative parts of the whole application.
5: Mm-hmm. So
4: I'm just curious from the back end, how does um you know how do, how do you guys keep your your head straight and not be driven insane by the sheer amount of information? Like how do you how do you keep a student's image together amongst the admission staff? Like how do you even make that choice?
0: Um, I don't I don't think anyone really knows how Um, I don't think that there's an exact way to actually make it happen Um, perfectly to keep track of everyone other than it's just a lot of reading you know everyone's reading everyone's comparing notes everyone's talking about it uh, and we're constantly checking in with one another Uh, and keep in mind this is across the university and we're reading here Uh, applications in the engineering school um, and the university is reading all the applications and we're kind of feeding notes back into a system and we're keeping that all into one thing. Keep in mind also that the engineering school, we don't make admission decisions. Um, So we're just kind of keeping notes and recommendations. So a lot of this is really done, that question is handled at the university. You know, we're we're keeping track of kind of our process and our our people and, and, and who is rising up in certain layers and um, and then we're kind of submitting uh, those basic notes and summaries and, and kind of helping to contribute to shaping that class and contribute as much as we can to the rest of the university where a lot of people are reading collaboratively. So um, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. I think that we as a university do it, do it very, very well because we believe it to be a pretty subjective process, and so that means that lots of people need to be involved with lots of points of input. Um, and that what that ends up meaning is that at certain points, Uh, You know, collectively as a university, the university has to be able to say no to extremely qualified applicants. And that's the hard part. Um, It it means that like, there's a lot of things to like about every applicant. Uh, I will often say in in certain presentations that, you know, if you go through our thresholds that we talked about earlier, uh, almost every student in the room deserves to be admitted, meaning they've done the work necessary to get admitted to a top-ranked institution. But because the majority of them deserve to be admitted, that means none of them deserve to be admitted. It's not about whether you deserve it anymore. They cancel each other out. Mm -hmm. And it's about just picking that right area. Um, So to answer your question, I don't know. Uh, I really don't. You just kind of do it. Mm -hmm. And you kind of keep in mind who keeps rising to the top and different reasons that do it. And also you're keeping in mind who's rising to the top for different reasons in this Mm -hmm. process. who's, Who's becoming a stronger voice to balance out the other stronger voices, I guess.
4: Yeah, and that's kind of nice to hear, too. Just thinking back, I remember kind of applying to college. The big stressor I was nervous about is, oh, I didn't check enough boxes. But it sounds like today you're kind of saying, check some baseline boxes, like work hard, but most importantly, like be yourself and, yeah. you know, be unique. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice to hear.
0: Totally. I mean, I, I equate it all to, um, there's t- there's two scenarios that I always kind of equate it to. Um, one is dating. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's not like when you're looking for your perfect mate or trying to find someone that you're either going to date or actually end up marrying.
5: You,
0: you start this process, uh, you start that process with this like highly analytic like list of things that you deem perfect. And so you're trying to check all those boxes off, you're trying to find that person and that person's ultimately trying to find you too. And then for some reason, even though you keep thinking you, you meet someone, It never really gels until somehow it just does, and you don't know why, and it's usually because of the gray area. Something about you and this other person, uh, it works together. It's a similar process, I would say, to that, but it's not exactly the same. But I always like to throw that out there as one scenario. That's funny. And then the other scenario is, uh, especially for the parents that might be listening to this, is hiring someone. And when anyone is hiring Anyone, whether whether you've hired like a babysitter, or whether you're uh, running your own company and hiring like a cashier at the at the front counter, or whether you're part of a larger corporation and been part of like a, a recruiting committee, um, this process is exactly the same. In that they aren't just asking for stacks of resumes to comb through to find the highest data points and therefore select the person that they're going to hire like you guys are going through this this job search process right now and and like how you're applying for jobs you're submitting data but they're not making decisions on that data mm-hmm. they're just kind of getting that as the first point and then the next point is they're digging into you and finding out more about you and ultimately when the decisions are made as to whether you're hired or not, It has to do much more with this gray area, highly subjective things that uh, are about the relationship between you two, not about you as an individual necessarily. So in other words, how are you going to merge with and be part of a team that they're placing you in? Mm -hmm. What kind of values or what kind of work ethic or what kind of just overall vibe do you bring to this group that they are needing? And maybe they need a certain type of vibe that you don't even know yet. Like maybe this one has all of the really great ideas. Like you talked about you and Nash being very different people. Maybe they got a whole team of Nashes and they need an analytical person. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have a whole team of analytical people and they need a Nash, which is why you two might be applying for the same job and only one of you gets it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And yeah. so the, the, you don't know what's going on in their world. And, you, and in an application process, you don't know what we're comparing against as well. And think of it this way. We have so many apps, we can pull from anyone. And so this process is much more about that gray area, which is very cloudy. It's, it's very subjective. And it's all about in between and how that person is going to merge with that other entity. So how they merge with the supervisor, how they merge with the team. This is the same thing we're doing. It's just a different set of data. And it's, a, it's just a different scale. And that's all, that's all we're doing it on.
4: So, so don't try to fit a part that no. you don't even know it exists. Exactly. <laughs> it, because it actually does not exist.
0: It doesn't exist. And yeah. that's that other thing. It goes back to the interviews. It goes back to the rest yeah. of the application questions you guys have asked, which is, uh, oh, what are you looking for?
5: Yeah.
0: And, and I think most people, especially engineering students, really smart students, will always say, we'll always try to figure that out because they think, okay, there's an answer here. And yeah. if I craft my answers to fit inside that mold... If I can, like, present myself the thing that they're looking it's for. like an
2: equation like, oh, X plus Y equals admit, right? And <laughs> right. put that in the application.
0: There's no. No, yeah, there, there is no such thing. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they try to emulate that. So they'll either, like, shape their answers in the application that way, or they'll try to present themselves that way in that, in that interview. Uh, and it all is never genuinely who you are. And so as a result of that, when we're reading all these applications, I can tell you it never reads well. It, ne- it just never reads genuine. Um, one of my notes about you on your application was that you're very genuine. And so maybe you felt bad, but, like, I felt I was getting a genuine person. And, and there's a way to be genuine and bad. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but this process is about telling us who you are. Um, and that's another myth that I think needs to be blown up. There's not something we're looking for. There's no mold that we're looking to fill. It's just how do we make sure that we're getting a good sense of who these people are? Mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, it's a process that we're trying to understand.
2: It was really helpful. Yeah. I really appreciate the chance to get to, you know, ask some questions, maybe set the record straight and, and learn a little bit more. Um, no, it's cool. About what, you know, goes on. There's this huge like oh, there's this smoke screen or, you know this huge curtain and you have no idea what goes on. And then there's these admission decisions that come out. So it's it's only a big to, black box, right? Yeah. It's great yeah. to put you know like a personality to that and realize they're are humans on the other side too. You know who who are like thinking about the same things or maybe know some of the answers to the concerns. At, at the end I of the day, at the end, end of the
0: day, you never know your chances for admission other than the actual admission rate. And yeah. So last year. Little over 16% for the university. Uh, engineering apps in general were a little over 13%. Um, so, great. That's your chances of admission. And you do your best job, put your best foot forward, make sure it's well crafted, communicated well, good representation of who you are, authentic. Uh, and then you leave it at that and you see what happens. Sounds good. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. That's a great advice. That's fun.
4: Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. I've been enlightened with the admissions process. <laughs> yeah, and apparently Michael's <laughs> interview didn't go too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> be yourself, and I guess that's what to do. Don't stress about the application. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I guess
2: best of luck to everyone who's uh, applying now, and hopefully cool. this is helpful. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks so much, guys. Awesome. And that just about wraps up this week's episode. Thanks so much for joining us, and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on SoundCloud. For our prospective students out there, make sure you're tracking viterbiadmission.use.edu for any updates on the application. And for the rest of you, keep reading our blogs and fight on. See you next week.